0: day 24 of season 2 Shaped by the Word, the drama of Scripture. And we've certainly uh, had a lot of drama in Scripture to this point so far. We see the ugliness of sin and we see the grace of God. We see the power of God at work in the life of Abraham and we also see the unfaithfulness in times of Abraham. And so we come to this chapter and we've uh, we've kind of, for the sake of moving on in the story of, you know, skipped a couple of uh, of of ugly disconcerting scenes we see lot in a center he's rescued uh, uh, coming drunk and you know sleeping you know with his daughters or a plot by his daughters and, and we kind of look away at that we see you know abraham you know uh and abimelech uh and we see him repeating a you know repeating a pattern of looking to rescue himself and, and we see kind of in him, you know, kind of the same thing we saw in Lot, we didn't really like, he's, he's kind of willing to put his wife out in front of himself in order to protect himself and he's, we've already been here once and we've already seen this once and you go, Abraham how ridiculous and then we remember how many times we we lack of trust and how many times we wander away from God and how many times do we become the center of our universe and are more self-protective than we are trusting but then we come to just these wonderful uh, phrase you know, at the beginning of chapter 21, which is where we pick up in our story, now the Lord was gracious. And uh, that's where we pick up. So before we have a look at this uh, passage and before we uh, read it and consider you know how God is speaking to us and revealing his heart and character in it, in it to us, let's offer ourselves in this moment uh, to the Lord. David, do you mind lifting us up?
1: now let's pray and father we do thank you so much for the wonderful story of scripture and how even though we see time and time again our, our unfaithfulness we see time and time again your faithfulness and so father help us to rejoice in who you are and all that you have secured for us um, may we be a people who as we engage with your word and, and read your word and, and and look deeply at your word, uh, may it lead us into worship. Uh, may it lead us to be a people who who greatly rejoice in all that you have done for us. And so may that be good news for us today as we look now at your word. May we pray this all in the name of Jesus, amen. Genesis and chapter 21.
0: Now, the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave it the name Isaac to the son. Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him, as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh at me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I have borne him a son in his old age? The child grew and was weaned, and on the day that Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw the son whom Hagar, the Egyptian, had borne to Abraham, was mocking. And she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac, your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Early next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He sent them on her shoulders and sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes Then she went off and sat down, about a bow shot away, for she thought, I cannot watch a boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of the Lord called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will surely make him into a great nation. Then the Lord opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. So we see a joyful moment, and we see a really tough moment, and we see God uh, being faithful you know, in both. You know, in both instances, I really love uh, you know that first paragraph. You know, the you know chapter. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah. As he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah, what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time that God had promised him. God is faithful to His word; He's faithful to His timing. And, and you have emphasized, in you know, three different ways that God is, is God is going to keep His word, and He has. And this is a culmination of, uh, you know, of, of thirty years, you know, for Abraham and for Sarah, and uh, you know, moments of great faith and moments, you know, of great doubt, moments of fear. Uh, but this is a, a joyous moment as God has indeed fulfilled his promise. And they see it as, even though they'll not experience all the blessings that God has promised them, mm-hmm. they see this as a token that God is a God who does fulfill his promises, and a guarantee that uh, what he began in them, he's going to carry on to completion, which is a promise, you know, we have in mm-hmm. him as well. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think in verse 2, um, just along with that, just... That he um, accomplished it at the very time that he had promised him. Um, so it's it's just a, another reminder of God's perfect timing and Him doing exactly what He sets out to do. Um, and then just yeah, I think how interesting that um, that He's gracious to Sarah and that the Lord did for Sarah what he promised and that Sarah became pregnant. Well, we get that one because she's the only one with those two that can get pregnant, <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. There's always
0: that, such interesting insights that come. I know, by the way, these studies.
2: From Katie. Um, but it's, it is interesting to me that it's not, the Lord was gracious to Abraham, um, even though Abraham um, is the one he made the specific promise to. Um, but maybe i don't know maybe sarah was because of her doubt because of her laughter um maybe i'll have insights on that but it is interesting to me that it's it's to sarah that that you know the author moses is um showing.
0: Well, you know obviously sarah would be included in the covenant matter of fact that wasn't clear from the beginning uh you know whether you know sarah had a role in it and so you have Abraham looking to Abimelech as, you know, as as his possible heir. Abraham looking to Lot as his possible heir. Abraham looking, you know, to Ishmael as his possible heir. And and then the Lord promising, you know, in chapter 17, no, this is coming through Sarah and uh, the child of promise, you know, will come through Sarah. So you you have Sarah enveloped, you know, in the covenant and certainly one of those who would be blessed you know, because of her relationship with Abraham, and of course, we, we find ourselves in the same place. We are also blessed and brought into the covenant, you know, that God made with Abraham a, as well. So it's not just simply a joy to Abraham, it is a joy to Sarah, and you can see several plays on the word, you know, laughter here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her, laugh, you know, her laughter, you know, of derision has now become a laughter of joy. Mm-hmm. But then you'll also see the laughter of the son Ishmael as is a mocking laughter. So you kind of have three textures of, you know, the name Isaac and, and what it means, which means he laughs.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I love the, just the reversals as well that, that come from this. And and we see it, I mean, this this pattern kind of will unfold as we're reading through the storyline of scripture where you watch, you know, whether it's in this moment or Hannah, you know, or Elizabeth, and you're seeing these moments throughout Scripture where God reverses the womb. You know, from no longer are they unable to have children, or are they barren? But now they find the fullness of joy and laughter, and and you're watching this unfold. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as He had said, and then you're right. It takes you know her laughing at what God has said, or you know laughing and and almost just like this will never happen to. Everyone will laugh along with me, you know. No longer will they laugh at me, but they'll laugh at what the Lord has done, and, it, and it's just these great reversals that we'll see throughout, no. where, where God in His grace um, does wonderful things.
0: And, and of course, there's a theme here, you know, that uh, the nation of Israel is born out of an impossible situation. It's all but helpless, and it's a testimony. Uh, not to the great things that Abraham has done, but to the power of God working in the possible situations to bring about his purpose and his will. And you'll see this pattern, you know, repeated throughout the history of Israel, uh, the barren, unfruitful womb, through the power of God able to bear fruit. And of course, you see that you know, in the, in the in the ring of the narrative in Luke, where you see this this miracle repeated with you know Zechariah and Elizabeth, where an elderly you know couple, you know, who has clung unto the promises of God for all of their life, knowing this joy in the latter part of their lives, but it leads to the even greater impossible situation of a, uh, of a young maiden uh, being enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit to bring forth a child. And so you see God's grace in an even greater way that all of these are pointing to in the arrival of of Jesus, God doing the impossible through the power of His Spirit for His glory in order to preserve and fulfill His promises.
1: And I love how the scriptures often draw us back to recount and to remember, you know, because in this setting, it's not just that it's happening right now, but Moses is, is reminding the people of Israel of what had happened with Abraham and with Sarah and with God's promises, and he's calling them to recount and to remember the faithfulness of God, and man, what a same call for us today right um to remember the faithfulness of god through mary and the birth of christ through elizabeth all these kind of recalling us back to the story of god's faithfulness to his people you know through his, his covenant and no so god. just as much as the people of israel needed that reminder and felt time and time again to remember it we definitely need that reminder as well
0: and, and you have to go back to chapter 18 you know with just one simple little phrase and nothing is impossible for God. Mm-hmm. And so God often, uh, oftentimes his grace to the moments that we, you know, we give up hope in everything else and, and we turn, you know, turn to him. And, and of course, the big challenge you know, to our hearts is to turn to him more frequently, realizing how helpless we really are mm-hmm. and how deeply in need we are of his power working in and through us, you know, that we really are. And, and so we moved from very, you know, joyous scene to a very, you know, sad scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that really needed to be resolved because technically Ishmael is still the firstborn son. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he had already been anointed by Sarah as, as a way of... Uh, you know, fulfilling these promises. There is a conflict in the, in the text here that needs to be resolved. And you see the son is a, a threat to the son of promise. And of course, Paul is going to play deeply on this, you know, in his, his theology of grace, uh, reminding us that we're not uh, natural-born children, but we're children of promise. And almost turning the tables, you know, on, on the nation of Israel, saying that they've become more like the slave son than they have you know, like the son, you know, like the son of promise, and so you see, you know, Sarah threatened by this, and Sarah has been easily threatened by this child and by her mother, you know, from the very beginning, and saying there's no way that he has a share in what's happening with my son, send her away, and and, and we 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 see just a, a gracious side of Abraham that's greatly distressed him, and we also see a gracious side of our Lord, mm-hmm. uh, because. What is he sent away with? There's all this wealth, mm-hmm. and here's a skin of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yet, God remembers his promise to Abraham, and God remembers his promise to Hagar, and God brings blessing in the middle of a very desperate situation.
3: Mm-hmm. I love. I love that both times we meet Hagar, you know she's being kind of pushed out you know she mm-hmm. f- finds herself out in the wilderness first time she kind of ran out <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know alone and, and she feels like no one sees her no mm-hmm. one knows no one cares and in both instances it's the lord who shows up and you know he hears and he sees he opens her eyes he, you know he speaks tenderly to her and, and i just love that reminder i mean so much of this is centered on abraham and because Abram, you know, is connected to Hagar here. All
0: nations of the earth will be blessed through you, and many kings will come from you. And you see, you see this, you know, taking shape, you right here, you know, from the beginning. And it's, you know, in the first instance, you know, you know, they name the the well that they had you know, Berlai Roy, you know, I have seen the God who sees me, and here, the you know, the the you have the same emphasis on seeing, but in this instance. Uh, God enables her to see, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, the promise that he had already made to her. Mm-hmm. And, and second of all, the provision that he was now giving her and the fulfillment of that even greater promise. And, you know, not just surviving the moment, but, you know, actually surviving in an in, in you know, incredible way. All right, Matt, do you mind closing this word of prayer? let's pray. I'm not through yet, but the clock is running on (laughs) time.
3: Father, we thank you that you are a God of grace, that you are gracious to us, and and you fulfill um, what you promise. Father, we thank you that um, not a single word returns void, not a single word fails when it comes from you. And and so, Father, we ask that you would continue to um, remind our hearts and comfort our hearts in the reality of the gospel. Help us to trust you father we thank you for um, both of these these accounts where we see you turning a barren womb into a fruitful one where we see um, you entering into the experience of, of a woman who feels unseen who feels uncared for and and caring for her showing her much grace father we thank you that, that your heart and your character is on full display as we read your word thank you for revealing yourself to us God, would we continue to draw near to you.
0: It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.